Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome to Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken, and we provide two updates each week on Sunday as well as on Wednesday. Uh, on Sundays, our message premieres at uh, 1 p.m., and then on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. The title of my message today is The Foolish King. As our podcast name implies, our podcasts are always prophecy-related. There's a prophecy thread in there somewhere. We love answering your questions, and if you would like to submit a question, uh, send me an email. Send us an email at prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. I reply to every single email that we get in personally. I love answering your questions. Hope I can help you out. And uh, that's how we get a lot of our topics, by the way. That's how we get a lot of these questions. Um, as we go through the Bible, people ask questions about uh, specific items, and we are happy to answer those. So as I mentioned today, my message is called The Foolish King, and we'll be looking at a passage in chapter 14, the beginning of chapter 14 on the Gospel of Matthew, where the death of John the Baptist is told to us. Uh, now, this had happened earlier, but we are, we are told of that uh, in, the, uh, in the first few verses of chapter 14. So let me read the passage first, and then we'll dig into these uh, 13 verses. It's Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother's Philip's wife, because John had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she may ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, give me John the Baptist head here on a platter. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, because of the oath and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. Then we have verse 11. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then the, his disciples, those are John's disciples, came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. So here in chapter 14, we have this reference to a ruler named Herod the Tetrarch. He's also known as Herod Antipas. He's the son of of Herod the Great, who we met back in chapter 2 of Matthew uh, in the nativity scene where Jesus was born. If you remember in Matthew, it write, Matthew in chapter 2 writes this. He says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. Uh, that was that was King Herod, the father of uh, the father. Herod the Great is what, his, what he was called, and he was, a, he was an evil king. Uh, he was the one that had all the boy babies killed because he was afraid of this king that was going to be born, the king of the Jews. Um, by the time Jesus and John the Baptist are ministering, Herod the Great ha had died. And one of his sons 
this Herod that we're speaking of, also known as Herod Antipas, ruled over Galilee, where Jesus and John were from. And therefore, uh, uh, Herod Antipas had heard much about Jesus. This was the area that Jesus was ministering in. When you read the Acts of the Apostles, uh, this is later, 30, 40 years later, we have the Apostle Paul standing before another Herod, Herod Agrippa, uh, who was actually a grandson of Herod the Great. Okay, so all these, uh, you know, end of the history lesson, but all these Herods had ruled Galilee, Judea, Samaria, and ancient Enomia. Uh, they were all evil. They were all evil. Not all kings are evil, by the way, but you see the thing with kings, especially kings of antiquity, is they had absolute power. And with absolute power often comes brutality, cruelty, and, and wickedness. Now, here's the, the message, point of my message today. Along with the brutality, the cruelty, and wickedness, there was foolishness. Herod Antipas was a, was a foolish king. The last book of Old Testament is written by Malachi. It was Malachi who said, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to come before you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. They were expecting Elijah to come prior to the Messiah. Now, Jesus had told us that it was John the Baptist that had actually fulfilled this prophecy. He was the one that was sent to make the path straight for the people so that they would prepare their hearts for the Messiah. Now, fools and foolishness are mentioned over 150 times in the Bible. One of the ways that the Bible speaks of fools is regard to immorality. Herod Antipas decided that he wanted to take his brother Philip's wife as his own. So he took Herodias, and this is exactly what John the Baptist had, had reminded him of what the law said. John the Baptist, remember, was a prophet. Jesus said he was the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets. Here's what the scripture passage actually says about Herod's immorality. Verse 4 says, because John had said to him, and it's not lawful for you to have her, and although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. So, John, so Herod decided to put John in, in prison. And, and again, this was foolish. It was short-sighted. The people still considered John to be a prophet. And rather than Herod dealing with his moral issues, as John, as John had suggested, he imprisoned a man of God. He imprisoned a prophet. Then the foolish king makes a foolish promise. And we're told in these passages that a young girl danced for him, the daughter of Herodias. The Bible doesn't mention her name. Tradition tells us her name was Salome. And tradition tells us that the dance that she danced was exotic. You know, here's another thing that's foolish. Today, there are mothers all across uh, America who enter their daughters as young as five and six years old into a beauty contest where they wear adult-type dresses, they put makeup on, they have their hair done up so that they look sexy. These are five- and six-year-old daughters. I'm telling you, my friends, this is, this is dangerous and this is foolish. Scholars say that the dance that Salome danced had to be exotic uh, because it excited uh, the men. Uh, it was hardly appropriate for the daughter of uh, Herodias uh, to have uh, to, to, to this kind of a dance. Uh, she was actually a princess, and that was not the kind of dance that she'd be dancing. So Herod foolishly offered up to half of his kingdom. And what did he do that for? For a dance, because he was excited. Again, he was a very foolish man. So the Bible tells us that it was Herodias who told 
her daughter to ask for John the Baptist's head. She was, she was probably the one that was more incensed of John the Baptist's preaching than even her husband. Uh, so Herod Antipas does a very foolish thing and goes through with, his, with the request. The one thing I said earlier uh, about kings is that they had absolute power. Um, Herod could have easily said, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, when I said half the kingdom, I was joking. I was, I was talking at large, and, and that's not going to include, uh, include murder or revenge killings. But the foolish king, Herod, cut off the head of John the Baptist, even though it says he really didn't want to. So this is the end of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the last great traditional prophet of God. Now, Herod believed that by putting John in prison or even taking his head, he could overcome this witness against him. John had called him out, told him that his behavior was immoral. To take, it was immoral to take his brother's wife. Herod's family had converted to Judaism, so Herod had put himself under the Jewish law. But even if he wasn't under the Jewish law, uh, morality is absolute. There are certain things that are right and certain things that are wrong. God objects to those things that are wrong, and he calls it sin. You can't cancel out sin. You can't ignore sin. The fool believes that he can shout out the prophet, can shout out the preacher, uh, dismiss the Bible, pass laws that say that evil is good and good is evil, but ultimately, God is the judge. But a foolish person behaves otherwise. So let's go back to the beginning of this narrative and, and get some more comments about this time. Verse 1 says that at that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He's risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work within him. Remember that John the Baptist was actually a cousin of Jesus. In fact, the Bible makes it clear uh, that they were the same age. They were basically within nine months of each other because Mary was able to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was then at, at the time pregnant with uh, John the Baptist. Uh, John's uh, ministry, however, probably started much earlier than Jesus. Most uh, scholars believe that John the Baptist uh, went into the desert and started preaching and attracting crowds when he was yet a teenager. Uh, Jesus, we know, didn't start his ministry until he was called into the desert when he was about 30 years of age. So 15, 16 years earlier, John the Baptist is ministering. William Barclay, uh, who provides an amazing commentary, he was a Scottish scholar, died back in the 1970s. Um, he said, uh, he quoted an ancient uh, Christian uh, writer and uh, scholar, Origen who said that Jesus and John the Baptist closely resembled each other. Now, I don't know whether Origen had that on, on record, or that was speculation, but if they did re resemble each other, it was obviously even more reason for Herod to think that uh, uh, John the Baptist was reincarnated in some way in Jesus Christ. So I've already given a few reasons why the king Herod was truly the foolish king. Even though Herod was a king, he acted like a fool. So here's a few other foolish acts to consider. You see, Herod knew a, a lot about Jesus. He had heard about him, but he didn't truly know him. He also didn't truly know John, and he didn't know Jesus. You know, John called out his sin, and Jesus would have forgiven his sin. If he knew these men, he had a, a path. Now, what does a foolish man do when he's confronted by his sin and also told there's a path to forgiveness? Well, this foolish king eventually got the, 
challenge to actually meet Jesus in person. Uh, but that didn't change his life. The Bible tells us that Herod Antipas had been intrigued to meet Jesus, hoping to witness a miracle. However, Jesus remained silent when he was brought before Herod. Um, Herod and his soldiers decided to mock Jesus instead, dressing up as an, an inelegant robe, and they sent him back to, to Pilate. Uh, this is foolish. The Son of God is standing before you, offering you the opportunity to be forgiven of all of your sins, to change your life. And just as he rejected John the Baptist, he rejected Jesus. So let me close with this thought, bring it a little closer to home. Psalm 14 tells us, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and its instruction. You know, it's important to, for us to understand that many people will reject Jesus and his ways. They will believe that sin doesn't have any impact on them, but of course, that's a, a foolish thought. You know, people may have worldly wisdom, knowledge, and achievements that you can write about in Wikipedia, but they often become fools when it comes to the things of God. When you reject God and his plan of forgiveness, you, my friend, have become a fool. You know, at the beginning of, uh, of the Gospel of John, uh, John talks about this, how the people of Israel, the people of Judah, actually rejected the Messiah. They had been waiting for the Messiah. Uh, he came to his own people, but the people rejected him. But then there's a wonderful promise there in verses 12 and 13. Let me read it to you. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. My friends, Jesus is the Christ. He died on a Roman cross. He was buried. He rose, from on the th he rose on the third day. He ascended into heaven, and he is coming back soon. It's important to get right with God. Receive Jesus and have your sins forgiven. Don't be foolish. Believe God. Let's pray. So, Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this passage in the Bible that reminds us who John the Baptist was, a, truly a great prophet. And at the same time, Lord, we see how foolish men can be by deciding to ignore what God, God's plan, God's plan for them, God's plan that they could be forgiven and be able to have a, a, a right standing with God through Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for those that are afflicted. We pray for the ongoing war in Israel against Hamas. We pray, Lord, for peace in Jerusalem, and we give you all the praise for all things in Jesus' precious name. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Bear's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Bear. Get your copy today. Thank you for joining us on Prophecy Countdown with Pastor Ken Baer. 
Don't leave without first sharing the latest episode with your friends. Be sure to join us again for the latest updates on Prophecy Countdown.